Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tramwalkie podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the Isle of Bute, which is an island off the west coast of Scotland. It takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get there from Glasgow. The Isle of Bute and its main town, Rossi, was the buzzing centre of many trips doing the water in the past. Rich and poor mingled together in the amazing island, enjoying the weather and the sights together. The weather, by the way, is supposed to be slightly tropical as evidenced by the palm trees along the front of the Rossi promenade. The rich built monuments to their achievements along the shorefronts in terms of mansions and houses and things, and the poor huddled together in tenement buildings, but their enjoyment levels were just as high. Multiple ferries plied their trades and brought the milling crowds from Glasgow and beyond. The Butte Museum is an amazing tribute to these pastimes and a terrific way to spend the afternoon. One side of the museum is for the history of Rossi and its glory days, and the other is devoted to natural history and the flora and fauna of Butte. On the afternoon that we visited, the proprietor or the person working in the museum was very welcoming and also very knowledgeable and willing to answer questions if you had any. The Isle of Butte, though, has so many delights to offer. The Winter Gardens, which is now the Discovery Centre, is a great way to start. It offers fast and free Wi-Fi, as well as offering a lot of information on what to do on the island and an opportunity to book both accommodation and day trips if you wish. The cinema at the back is a cosy way to see the film, and we've enjoyed many of the new Star Wars releases there, as well as the Paddingtons. The prices are very reasonable, both for the tickets and the snacks, and it really does feel as if the performance is just for you and a few friends. A trip around the island, whether by car or by bike, is well worth the time. You could discover the ruins of St. Blaine's, where you'll probably be alone in your devotions, other than some of the many rooks that haunt the trees. Or you can enjoy the beautiful beaches of Ettrick Bay. Coming back to Rossi after a day out, enjoy the feast offered at the West End Cafe, a welcoming and delicious end to a glorious day. The Butte is well catered for in the Natural History Department as well. You will see many different animals and birds, particularly pheasants and other birds as well, as well as sheep and cows and all the usual farm animals that will be around. For the necessities, Rossi is well catered for, with two co-ops, the big co-op and the little co-op, as well as semi-chem and superdrug. So really, if you need anything, Go and ask Willie at Butte Tools and he'll be able to sort you out. There are two main ways for you to come to the Isle of Butte, both of which are by ferry. This is a true island. The main ferry leaves from Weems Bay and takes about 30 minutes. This is a big Calmac ferry. It's stable and even the most unstable sailors won't get seasick. You can take your car across if you wish. The soup from the ferry's cafe is delicious. The ferry arrives at the terminal in Rossi, where it will take you about one minute to walk into the town. It literally is in the centre. Next to the ferry terminal are the very famous Victorian toilets. These are for men, but I believe if you ask the attendant, ladies can go and have a look. The second ferry leaves from Collin Tribe on the mainland and takes about five minutes to reach the Isle of Butte. You stay in your car for this ferry. It's a short 10-minute drive from Rubidox, which is where it lands, to Rossi. With this ferry, you can walk onto the ferry as well, or take your bicycle if you wish. And there is also a bus service, which takes you up across the, the hills to Dunoon. 
So let's go into a little bit more detail about and see why you're on the Isle of Bute. So I've mentioned St. Blaine's Chapel, which is up by Kingarth. Now to get there, it is a one-lane road, which means that you'll have to pull into passing spots to let cars go if they're going the other way. Most of the time, you won't meet a car going in the other direction, but occasionally you do. This is a lovely ruined church, as I've said before. Now, it is quite a bit of a walk, so if you have people who may struggle a little bit with their mobility, it will probably be a little bit tricky. It's up a steep hill, and in the wintertime, it can be quite muddy, which of course will mean it's slippery as well. So make sure that you take care to think about these things before you're going out on this, this expedition. So, you head out towards Kingarth, and you'll see the signs posting towards St. Blaine's. You drive past several farm uh, areas and things, as well as the Dunboyle Hill, and you'll reach St. Blaine's. So once you go through the stock gates to stop the sheep and things going out onto the road, you'll head up the hill and the ruins of St. Blaine's will be before you. There is a lovely seat where you can sit and take a rest if you wish and overlook the views from the top of St. Blaine's. So why would you want to make the trip out here at all? Well, interestingly, and a little bit hard for me to comprehend, but there's actually been a religious site here since the 500s when St. Callan established a monastery. It was eventually ab abandoned in the wake of the Viking raids. So you may know about the Viking raids on the west coast of Scotland. Um, we know about the Battle of Largs and things like that. Um, so that's when this monastery was abandoned. Um, then in the 1200s, the St. Blaine's Chapel, around about that time, was built. And the churchyards contain quite a lot of gravestones and things like that including a hog's back gravestone, when, which relates to the Vikings and the Norse people as well. But most of all, all of this is interesting. Um, most of all, there is an atmosphere at this place that you can't replicate. There's something very spiritual, very serene, and very peaceful about visiting St. Blaine's. We have been there several times on Christmas days over the years, uh, and, and other times of the year as well. And it's just always a sense of peacefulness and calm that I think makes us go back time and time again. So definitely worth going. Uh, there is also a well there that's left over from... There is a well that's also interesting to look at. I think that's from around the 1500s, maybe, or maybe the 1400s that that was built. Uh, the church itself, you can go inside. There is no roof and the walls are crumbling. I don't believe it's dangerous, but it is very interesting and worthwhile to go into. So that's St. Blaine's. So one of the other places I mentioned was Ettrick Bay. Now Ettrick Bay is a beautiful beach. It overlooks Arran, so in the, in the distance you can see the Isle of Arran. It's a very large beach, depending on when the tide's out or not, but lengthwise it's also very, very long. There's also a fantastic little cafe there, which offers some bakeries and snacks and food. Very well worth going to. But the beach itself is beautiful. It's very clean. A lot of the people in Rossi clean up the beach in a regular interval, so there isn't much litter. And the sand, of course, is crystal clear and sparkling. This is not a rocky beach. It is a sandy beach. In the summertime, when I was there recently, 
there are lots of rock pools and things like that to explore and you'll see little hermit crabs, you'll see little tiny puffy fish and other interesting little creatures that are in the rock pools when the tide is out. So definitely well worth exploring. Again, any time of year. It doesn't matter whether you go in summer, or which I mentioned, or whether you go in the winter time. It's just a beautiful beach to go to. Quite a few people exercise their dogs there, but they are very polite and recognise that, you know, not. So definitely well worth going to Ettrick Bay. Again, all roads actually lead from Rossi back to Rossi. So it's a circular route. So basically, if you drive around the island, you're going to see signposts to these places that I'm talking about. Also at Ettrick Bay, there is a bird hide. So you can go in and observe um, the birds from there as well, which is also very nice to do. There are other beaches along that part of the coast that you might want to visit as well. But for me, I think Ettrick Bay is one of the nicest. Okay, so when you're driving back from Ettrick Bay, instead of turning right to go towards Rossi, if you turn left to go towards Rubidoux, you will come to the Butte Community Forest. And this is a fantastic place for children. There are lots of fairy doors and fairy trails and things in the forest. Um, we also came across a Druid's Circle the last time we were there. It's a beautiful forest to walk through. It's quite densely populated in terms of trees. So the light, the sunlight that's going to come through is quite dappled green, but definitely worth it. Okay, so from here, you're driving back into Rossi and you will come across the Rossi Castle. When I said at the beginning of the podcast that when you get off the ferry, you literally walk into Rossi, you do, and the Rossi Castle. So the Rossi Castle is right in the centre of the town of Rossi and well worth a visit. It's actually been described as one of the most remarkable in Scotland for its long history. It has an unusual circular plan and the moat around often has swans and things like that swimming around in it. It has four round towers and you can actually go inside these some of these towers and you can also go down into the dungeons as well. So fantastic for children wanting to explore. The grounds around the castle on the inside are sloping and green and they're very close to the Butte Museum which I spoke of earlier. So actually the Butte Museum is just behind the castle and next to the Rossi Library. Okay so I think the last place that I'll talk about for Rossi is Mount Stewart. Mount Stewart very famous because Stella McCartney got married there. They have a beautiful Italian marble chapel and although Mount Stewart was one of the first places to get electricity and electric heating, Italian chapel was freezing. We were there on a winter's night just before Christmas when the Mount Stewart does the Christmas carols and the service was amazing. It was just so beautiful but very very chilly. However, as I said, the rest of the house, it was actually the first home in Scotland to get electricity and it was the first to have a heated pool, which is just incredible for me to think about. Um, the house itself is in a Gothic style, so it's very, very interesting and worth having a visit. In the grounds itself, there's a lovely play area for children and there's also like a nature sort of experience thing as well. And Mount Stewart holds events and encourages people to come throughout the year for different things. So that's been our little trip around the Isle of Butte. 
I hope you've enjoyed it. And I definitely think this is one little place which is overlooked a lot of times. It is delightful to discover. There's lots of opportunities for you to stay. So whether it's an Airbnb or whether it's a hotel, um, the Glenburn Hotel, which is very, very nice. Uh, there's lots of history to experience. And the place itself is just beautiful. Thanks for listening. This is Tram Rocky and I'll see you next time.